0: So before we get into the word, I'm going to talk about love as we always do. Come on, this church majors on what? Right? You know, you go to college, you have to pick a major. Some of you uh, pick finance, others business. Uh, And so this church, we major on love. Some people double major. They're smart people. And we're a smart church, so we're going to double major on love. Come on. We double major on love. Love is the principal thing. Faith worketh by love. Without love, you can forget about it. The, you know, as they say, where, where Joe and I are from, they say, forget about it, right? It it, you can prophesy with extreme accuracy. You can have faith to move any mountain. Come on. You can be burnt at the stake as a martyr, right? You give all your money to the poor. Oh, you're so holy. But if you don't love, it means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so this, this, this right here is so important that the Lord told me to mention it every time we meet. I mean, that's pretty important that we, that the Lord is emphasizing this in this church. He said he will only be able to use this church to the level in which develop, in which we develop in love. He will only be able to use me to the level in which I develop in love. And I believe it's the same for you. If my love walk is here, the Lord can use me right there. If my love walk is here, the Lord can use me right there. He can only use us to the level in which we grow in love. So every day, we need to make a decision to walk in love, every single day, to say, you know what, I'm going to walk in love whether anyone else walks in love. Come on. And love, come on, I know, I know this is elementary, I know I've gone over this before, don't let this go over your head, because let me tell you something, you're going to have an opportunity to put this into action real soon, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Come on. Love is not a feeling, it may produce a feeling, but love is what? A decision. You decide to love. Joyce Meyer said, I'm not married to Dave because he gives me butterflies every." Uh, he says, I'm not married to Dave for 40 years. I haven't been married to him for 40 years because when he walks in, he gives me butterflies. No, I've decided to love him. I'm not with him because of butterflies. Butterflies wear away. How many of you know when you get married, that stuff wears away and you have to decide to to love and you have to decide to stay in it. You have to decide to fight for your marriage. You have to decide to fight. Come on, right? Same way here. You have to decide to walk in love with your fellow man. You have to make a decision, yo. Whatever he does to me, I'm gonna walk in love. I can't I'm not responsible for his actions. I'm responsible to my actions. I'm responsible for my actions, my attitude, come on, my words. They may have and some of you have been through some horrific things. Bad. Joyce Meyer was raped by her father for fifteen years. Could you I can't even think about ah fifteen years. She had to decide. I'm going to walk in love. The Lord, at the end of her, at the end of her father's life, uh, you know, when they were older, the mother and father, because the mother knew, didn't do anything about it, just kind of blind eye. And Joyce forgave him. She said, okay, that's good. I forgave him. And the Lord dealt with her to buy him a house, take care of him, get him groceries. She's like, Lord, what? They I forgave him. I don't have to do all of that. She said, if you don't, it's going to hinder your anointing. It's going to hinder your ministry. Come on. Love is that important. Love is crucial. It will hinder things in your life if you hold on to unforgiveness, bitterness. Come on, right? It will hinder. So we're going to let the word do what it do. Come on. We're going to let the word do what it do. Because let me tell you, the word is powerful. When I read 1 Corinthians, right, chapter 14, chapter 13, 14, 4 through 8, it is going to do something in your heart. It will chisel away at hardness. It will start to, to soften some areas that have been hardened. Come on. Just allow it to do it. Just say, I'm going to let this word do the work. And I'm going to walk out of here a different person as it pertains to love. Come on. How many of you know this? Is, I'm not into 90-minute services. Come on. This isn't going to be a 90-minute church. We're going to go and let what God has for us come out. If you're in a rush, you can go. But this is a church where we're going to allow the Lord to do his thing. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about four-hour services just to do four-hour services. This could be, it could be a 20-minute service. The Lord wants it to be. But we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to do his thing. Come on. Uh, this isn't going to be a 90 minute service where I sit on a bar stool and kind of give a nice little chat. No, we believe in the power of God. We believe in, in, in letting this word come out by the anointing. I'm not talking about just stretching out services to chest amount, but there are things that need to be said on a Sunday morning that you need. And I would be doing you a disservice by cutting that short. Come on. How I many you go to a restaurant and you get half the plate? Half the meal. Like, where's my other meal? Well, you know, I, time. Well, no, you want your whole meal. So come to church expecting your whole meal. Come on. You don't want to be shorted. I don't want to go to church. If I go to church and it's, it's like half hour, I'm like, I've been shorted. I feel like I just got robbed. I feel like, man, I didn't get everything I needed to get. Come on. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to read 1 Corinthians. How many have this book right here? All right? So a lot of you have it. What a blessing. I believe uh, Joe got me this book. Thank you, Joe. Yes, thank you, Joe. Praise the Lord. First, this is uh, "Love: The Secret to Success" by Pastor Mark Hankins. 1 Corinthians thirteen four through eight. Just close your eyes if you need to. This is out of the TPT, the, the, the Passion Translation. The word is mighty and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. Come on, allow this to do a work in your heart. Love is large. And incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous. Love refuses to be jealous. When blessings come to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements. Nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect. Listen, love is not disrespectful. If you're disrespectful, you ain't walking in love. Talking to myself here. Man. Hallelujah. Love, love is not disrespectful. Love does not traffic in shame, and, or, uh, in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seeks its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love is not easily irritated, come on, irritation is not love. Or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never gives up. God is love. God never gives up. Listen, when you walk in love, you manifest the presence of God. I want the presence of God in my life. Listen, walk in love. (laughs) Walk in love will manifest the presence of God, because God is love. That's why this church here, when people come in, we manifest the presence of God on them. Hey, welcome. We love you. Know, we want to be. Able, we want people to sense God's love in this place. This is an oasis of love. Life in Christ is an oasis of love. Amen. Same for you. You need to be a walking oasis of love. When you walk around, people know, man, this guy. This guy. So I like this guy. Now, he, 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 he's interested in one. When people are talking to you, look them in the eye. Come on, that's love. Listen to what they're saying. Don't be loading your gun about what you're going to say before they even done talking. Come on, let them talk and hear what they're saying and then pause. Oh, they, wow, great. And then say what you're going to say. Very disrespectful. And these are practical things to love. Come on, these are little, little things that people do that, that are disrespectful in a lot of ways to people. So listening to people, come on, embracing people, shaking hands. Hey, welcome. Not looking over there with someone else when they're talking to you. Come on, giving them your full attention. Come on, your children, your husband, your, 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 your co-worker, right? Come on, love. Say, I walk in love. Whether anyone else walks in love, I choose to walk in love. Hallelujah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on from there and go into what I want to talk about, the mind. You know, we've been, we've been talking about the mind, and there's just so much, there's so much that... That, that, you know, having me regarding this. Before I do, this, I, I, wanna, I forgot to mention this announcement. This Sunday, uh, tonight, uh, I'm going to be ministering at, um, at E-Town Park at the Amphitheater. It's a group called The Well. Uh, it's a, I think it's a young adult and, and, and another church is going to be there too. But everybody is welcome to come uh, at 6 o'clock uh elizabeth town amphitheater it's gonna be a good time it's a nice cool night it's gonna be real nice it's not gonna be hot it's gonna be real nice to be share my testimony I, I ministered i shared my testimony for a church a couple mo- a month ago and someone was in there and then they asked me to go minister at their thing so it's gonna be a blessing i'm really excited um it's gonna be a powerful night so you're more than welcome to come out tonight elizabeth town amphitheater at 6 p.m it's gonna be a great time um if you have any questions, you can see me after. So yeah, we've been talking about the mind and, and thoughts, our thought life, and how important it is to, to, to win in your thoughts. Um, just a little recap. Thoughts have a spiritual source, right? Sort, uh, it, a thought is, is something that comes from, you know, the different places. Not all thoughts come from the same place. Some thoughts come from our enemy. Come on, you have an enemy, right? Satan is your enemy. And he's trying to derail you and, and kill you, honestly. Uh, not to make it sound, but he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he comes to do. He wants to take you out. He wants to render you ineffective. And one of the ways that he does that, one of the, the easiest ways that he gets most people is in the mind. So a thought can come from him. A thought can come from heaven or the Holy Ghost, right? You can get a heavenly thought, which are the things that we want. And, and a thought can come from us. It can just come from our own. You have a spirit. You're made up of three things. Your spirit, soul, and a body. You are a spirit. You live in a body and you have a, a mind, right? So those are, those are the three parts that you have. And so you can get a thought that comes from your own spirit. So they, they, you know, they, there is a source to each one and you have to recognize. That's, that's part of the battle is recognizing where the thought comes from. What is it telling me to do? How do I, you know, if a thought is coming to you to, to, to uh, to steal, uh, uh, you know, uh, to open, to carjack someone. Let's just say, the, let's just say, the thought comes to to go into somebody's car and to take their wallet. You're walking by, you see somebody's wallet. Thought comes to open up the car. Let's just let's just see how good you are. Where did that, that, that thought come from? The devil, right? Come on, right? Not not hard to figure that one out, right? Uh, a thought comes uh, that someone someone is is is, uh, is in need, and the thought comes to to bless them. Where, where do you think likely, uh, where did that thought likely come from? The right? The Holy Spirit. And that could be yourself too, some people. Uh, so, you just, just you want to give you a visual, the, 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 the drastic thoughts that, that come. And so, a thought that, that is received and, and is acted upon becomes reality. So, you receive a thought and then you act upon a thought, it becomes your reality and either way, uh, so that could be good and bad, but thoughts that come and are not received die unborn. So you don't have to think everything that comes to your mind. We established that. We said thoughts that come, just because a thought comes doesn't mean that you have to entertain that thought, right? A bird can fly over your hair. Uh, you can't control a bird from flying over your head, but you can control a bird from building a nest in your hair, Right? Birds are going to fly over your head. You can't control that, but you can control it from laying flat on your head and building something. Same thing with a thought. You can't control necessarily the thoughts that may come, but you can control it. You 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 determine whether it's going to stick around or whether it's going to or whether it's going to be cast down, as the Bible says. So uh, you have the ability, and and the devil has lied to so many people. The 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 psycho home. What do they call them? The um, mental illness wards. The mental. uh, What what are they called? Um, the hospitals, yep, yep. The psych wards. The psych wards are filled with people who believe that they can't control their thoughts. That they have to act on everything. So they wake up in the morning and, and, and that morning the thought is depression. So they just, they're just gonna be depressed until another thought comes to, to be happy. Okay, now I can be happy. So they just go with whatever thought comes to their mind. Most people live that way, believe it or not. To a certain degree. They, they go with whatever thought comes. But a spiritual person is a disciplined person in their mind. People think a spiritual person, one who prays a lot, that's true, that's part of it. Or someone who goes to church, yeah, that's part of it. But a truly spiritual person is disciplined in their mind. To be spiritually minded, come on, is life. To be carnally minded is death. In other words, your thought life and and, and what you do in your thought life is life and death. Come on, I'm talking about life and death right here. You controlling your thoughts is life and death. You have to see it that way. When you realize that, man, this is super important, you're going to do something about it. Because if you just think, ah, oh, it's just a thought. Thoughts are not just thoughts. It, it, it is powerful. Thoughts are very, very powerful. And, and you have to get that revelation that, man, I, you, you, know, you have to stand guard. And you have to watch what comes. Watch what comes. And, and you have to be like a, a watchman at the, door, at the door of your mind. Thought comes. You know, we went over this. Thought knocks on the door. And you look through the peephole. Lovely? Yeah, come on in, lovely. Thought knocks? You look through the people, Murder? Nah, murder, you got to go, murder. Come on, you get the idea. You have to be watching. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? And no one said it's going to be easy, right? But this is crucial. And God will give you uh, help in this area. You know, thought comes, uh, Lord, I need help. By your grace, I need help. And so today, I'm gonna to give you a little bit more recap, but today I wanna to focus on power thoughts. I, Joyce Meyer taught this, power thoughts. She, she gave a couple of scriptures, and I took some and I made some of my own, that, that you can speak over your life, we would call it confessions, but this is on purpose, thinking about something, to rewire literally your brain. To take a, to build a positive stronghold in your mind. We have bad strongholds that the enemy has, basically a foothold in your mind that causes you to think certain ways or to do certain things. But you can also have godly strongholds in your mind that will cause you to act certain ways and do certain things God's way. So you have to intentionally develop good strongholds. So I'm going to share with you some things that I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to share with you that you can write down. So make sure you get a pen ready. Some of these scriptures to on purpose speak out loud every day. To develop in your mind. You have to continually develop in your mind. To study things about the mind. Read books about the mind. Because this is crucial. Yeah. Crucial. It's one of the most important things you can learn as a Christian. I don't know about you, but I want to be effective as a Christian. Right? Don't you want to be effective as a Christian? It starts in your mind. It all starts in your mind. Romans 8, 5, and 6 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So those that are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that what please the Holy Spirit. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. You can't be led by the Holy Spirit thinking about things that are that are not about the Spirit. You can't think you can't think bad thoughts and do good things. Continue. You, you, if you meditate on bad things, you will not be able to do good things. Just like just like you can't uh, you know if you think good thoughts, you won't do bad things. If I have an argument with my wife and I go in the other room and start to meditate on love scriptures and and, and think on love, I'm going to come out a different person. I I can't continue the same thing I was doing because I'm now changing the way I'm thinking, which is going to change the way I act. That's what the word does. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your, Your thoughts will transform you, good or bad. Come on. By the renewing of your mind. Most people get born again, and then they, okay, I'm going to heaven. But your mind still needs to be renewed. Your spirit was renewed, but your mind needs to be renewed. And it's not an event. Renewing your mind is not an event. It's a process. It's not like, oh, I already renewed my mind last week. I don't need to do that again. No, every day you need to renew your mind. So this goes hand in hand, renewing your mind. So if, if if you're acting a certain way, you need to change the way you think, good or bad. And so that's what we're learning. That's what we're learning. And the Lord has been helping us. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord has been helping us. Come on. He helped us uh, 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 last time I ministered. The time before that, I believe, man, there was some nuggets that the Holy Spirit gave us to, to really help us in these things. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So death or life and peace? Ah, uh, I'll take life and peace. Come on. Spiritually minded people experience life in peace so if you see someone whose life is in turmoil i know what they're thinking you can't tell i've been thinking about this if your life is in a continual perpetual um state of 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 turmoil i know you have not been thinking on godly things come on how do i know that because the bible says it and i've experienced it in my own life i can tell you i'm doing good but my life is in turmoil it's because my thinking is off what i've been putting into my mind has not been good Anytime I watch something I shouldn't be watching continually or read something I shouldn't be reading or listen to something I shouldn't be listening to, I start to act differently. I remember, where was I? I was hanging around somebody. I was cursing for like three days. I come home and I'm almost like, yeah, whoa, whoa!" almost slips out. of F-bomb almost slips out. I'm like, whoa, where the heck did that come from? It's because I allow it to get in my mind and in my spirit. Being around, f f f this, f that. My family, you know, I grew up as all, and so cursing all left and right. And, and you know, I allowed that to continue to get in my mind. And in my spirit. So what you're around, what you're hearing, your environment, that will, that will contribute to that. Now some of you may live with people that are not saved and whatever, you know, but the Lord will give you grace and He will help you. That means you really need to fill up. That means you really need to double up on your word. Really need to, to, to put the good stuff on the inside of you more than ever. So this is important. Every thought matters. Say every thought matters. So we establish that we can control our minds. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So, you know, our fight is not a flesh fight, is what it's saying. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every thought and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, To the obedience of Christ. So every thought that is not of God needs to be captured and cast down. Come on. Captured. It uses very strong words. Every thought that comes that is not of God needs to be captured and thrown down. Captured and cast down. Come on. That needs to be in your mind. A thought comes that is not of God, I capture it and I cast it down. Capture it and I cast it down. Come on. Say capture Capture. and cast cast down. Hallelujah. Isaiah twenty six three that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. So if you're not experiencing peace, you need to watch what you're thinking. You need to look at your thought life. I just can't get any peace, any nothing. I just my goodness. You need to watch what are you thinking about? What have you been thinking about? What have you allowed into your mind to run loose? If you've allowed a thought to go through your key, your guard, or maybe you aren't aware of these things, or you haven't been taught along these lines, and you have allowed thoughts to, to to come into your mind and form strongholds, you need to you need to do what I'm about to tell you to do with power thoughts, and intentionally replace those thoughts. With the word of God. You pull up a root, there's still a hole. You need to replace that with the word of God. So you intentionally take the word of God, put it into your mind, it'll get into your spirit, uproot the strongholds that were there from the enemy, and you'll start to behave differently. Amen? You following me? Hallelujah. A stronghold of the mind is a lie that Satan has established in our thinking that we count as true, but in actuality but is actually a false belief. When we embrace these lies, they affect our attitudes, emotions, and behaviors. God wants all of His children to walk in victory and freedom in their thought lives. That's the will of God. He wants you to walk free in your thought life, because you know Joyce says this. She says, "Where the mind goes, the man follows." I mean, you know, you don't just commit adultery; you don't just end up there. Your mind—you allowed thinking to happen, and the next thing you know, you chewed on a little bit more, and then boom. Where the mind goes, the man follows in everything, good or bad. Your mind goes to the things of God, man, glory, be to God. That's where you want to be. The man You personally will go further in the things of God as you meditate on the things. I want to go further. Ha, I want to go further, 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 further. I want to hunger and thirst and be filled. Come on. I want to. I want to ref- be refreshed constantly. I don't want to be fresh than stale. Fresh than stale. I want to live in a perpetual state of freshness. Come on, fresh. I'm fresh every day. I've been around people that do it. I know it's possible. The word says well, you have a pep in your step every day. Well, you're fresh under the anointing every time you go to minister. You're not stale and have to you know you fill up and then you 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 dish out and yet you just feel st- you know you continually live fill. and and the overflow everybody gets the overflow. Come on. That's the same way in your thinking. You fill your mind. You fill your mind and your life will be an overflow of what you're thinking. Good or bad. Come on. Hallelujah. This is important. Very important that we take this serious in our mind. Um, You don't have to be a slave to your mind. Some of you need to hear that. You do not have to be a slave to your mind. I've been there. I have been there where, man, my thought life is racing, my mind is racing, and you're just like, man, you're just a slave to it. You, you, you have to bend your knee to it. You do everything it tells you to do, and, and, and you're just all over the place, and you're here, you're there. You're like a yo-yo up and down all around. You, you just No, you're called to be like a tree planted by the water. Glory be to God. The storms may come. You may bend, but you won't break. Come on, hallelujah. A tree planted by the water is rich in nutrients. The water provides nutrients to that soil, and, and it feeds that. That plant and it becomes strong and and immovable. That's what we're called to be. Come on, he takes you out of the the miry clay and puts your foot on solid ground. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Foot on solid ground. Because uh, I don't want, I, you know, I don't want to be a mediocre Christian. People who don't take their thought life serious become mediocre Christians. Mediocre. I don't want to do anything mediocre. I don't know about you. I don't want anything about my, oh, you know, they go to talk about me. Yeah, Joe, he's a great guy. He was very mediocre. No. No. Especially not a Christian, mediocre Christian. No. I want to go after God wholeheartedly, and it starts with my mind. Joy says this, stinking thinking, stinking life. Come on. Stinking thinking, stinking life. Some people, their minds, you know, I've been there where it's just stinking thing. I just, man, my mind is rotten. I've been, my mind has been rotten at times. And it shows up in my life. It shows up. And so, you know, that's why, you know, you go to ask a preacher what to do or read your Bible. It's not because that's just the answer. It's because the Bible causes your mind to go towards God, renewing your mind. Come on, renewing your mind. I I don't ever want you to forget how important renewing your mind is. That I, I I saw firsthand how fast I grew up by the grace of God and the Lord. Just an understanding of some things that I saw other people. I'm like, oh, why me? Because the Lord told me. Because by the grace of God, you took time to, to renew your mind and to and to learn things. And I'm still learning. i am still got a long way to go in a lot of places. But renewing your mind will grow you up quickly. It'll catch you up quickly where you thought maybe I fell behind in some areas or you haven't been a Christian as long. But it, it has nothing to do with age. Everything to do with how much time you spend with the Father. That determines how mature you are in Christ. I've been a Christian longer than they are. Huh? I'm a, nothing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Each of you can decide your destiny. A lot of people think, well, it's in God's hands. It is, but you decide your destiny. You decide whether you're going to fulfill God's plan for your life. God has a plan for you. Now, you decide whether you're going to fulfill it. You decide if I'm going to take time to renew my mind or not. Right? Well, God's in control of my life. Well, in some ways, but a lot of ways, you are in control. You have to make a decision on what to do. Am I going to renew my mind or am I not? Come on. God has given us a free will and has given us the ability to make the decision ourselves, whether to accept him or not. And then once we do accept him, what we're going to do, how far we're going to go is up to us. Come on. How far we're going to go is up to us. I want to go all the way. How many of you want to go all the way? Hallelujah. If you don't go there in your mind, you're likely to, if you go there in your mind, you're likely to go there in your life. (laughs) You know, if you're trying to lose weight, don't sit around talking, thinking about food all day. Right? Come on. If you're trying to lose weight, don't sit around thinking about food all day. I'm talking to myself. Yeah, I do. I, oh, I'd be thinking, oh man, cheese steak sounds so good. And I'm trying to lose five pounds. What are you doing thinking about that? Change it up. I got to get my mind off of this. Because where the mind goes, the man follows. Remember that. Okay? Anything. Anything that you're endeavoring to do. You know, and you can't sit around thinking about food and lose weight. So that's just an example, but use it to whatever you want to do. So I'm going to share with you three power thoughts. Three power thoughts. Uh, this week coming up during the broadcast, I will go in-depth in each one. But I'm going to share with you the three power thoughts that I believe will help you um, to rewire your brain in, in a sense. To rewire some of the, the thoughts that have been placed there by the enemy. That have caused you to act in certain ways. That have caused you to do certain things. This will help you. Um, in doing that. So, you know, you need to determine first thing in the morning and maybe even repeating it. Um, and we, we touched on it last week. Well, let me say this. Our thoughts cause us to have certain attitudes and perspectives, right? Our thoughts cause us to have certain attitudes and perspectives. They affect our relationships. They determine how productive we will be personally and professionally, and they greatly influence the overall quality of our lives. Your thoughts. Your thoughts determine how far you will go in life. That's what this is saying. I wholeheartedly believe our thoughts lead us charting the course for our lives and pointing us in certain directions that ultimately determine our destinations in life. So the first thing I want you to do, and I believe it will help you. I touched on it last week, but I'm going to reiterate and I'm going to give you two more. Number one, every morning you you need to say this. I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ. Every morning you say this. I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ. So Philippians 4.13, in the Amplified Version, it says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything. Say this. Say, I'm ready for anything. And equal. Go ahead. And equal to anything. Come on, say it like you mean it. And equal to anything. Through him him. who infuses inner strength into me, me. I I am self sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm going to read that one more time. You don't have to repeat. Just let it get on the inside of you. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. In other words, I can handle whatever life throws at me. Every day you wake up, I can handle whatever life throws at me because I have power on the inside of me. Come on. Greater is he who lives on the inside of me than he who lives in this world. More are for me than those that are against me. So whatever this world tries to throw at me, I can handle it. I'm not going to fall apart. Come on. Man, if they cut me off one more time in traffic, I'm just going to lose it. No. If they cut me off again, I'm not going to lose it. I can handle anything this world throws at me. If she says that one more time to me, I'm just going to oh. move. You're going to what? No, I can handle anything this world throws at me. I was in an ice cream shop yesterday, and I had to put this into action because it's the same girl that has attended us in the past, Who, who and, and I order a quart of ice cream every Saturday night. It's kind of been my habit. But the last two Saturdays, they've come real light, like skimping it, and she has an attitude kind of when you go up there. I just It just doesn't work for me, and so the quart was real light. And the ice cream cone—it's she it's real light compared to the other girls. And I'm like, this, this late, my. And, I, and before we, I seen her there yesterday when I walk in, I look at Sarah. Man, I better not get her. I, I bet that better not be the one I get. Yo, know, if she's the one that I get, man, and I start thinking. And I was like, be nice, be nice. But I'm like, oh. I, and I had to make a decision. What am I going to do right here? Am I going to take? I got two routes right now. Two routes. Am I going to go with my flesh and let her have it if she decides to skip my ice cream or give me skimpy scoops? Or, or am I just going to, you know, go a different way? All right? I went the other way. Glory to God. Amen. I don't know who's in there and recognizes oh, us. Pastor Joe or, or comes to the church later. Or, or you know, it, there's even more to it than just me. And, and But anyway, it doesn't even matter if you're a pastor or not. For your sake, choose the godly route. Come on. So I had to make that decision. I had to choose. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I can handle whatever she decides to do. I can handle it. I can. I'm going to be able to respond in a godly way to get this resolved. It's not that I can handle it and be a doormat. No, but I'm able to resolve this situation in a godly manner to get the the result that I'm looking for. Or I'm able to communicate without being rude or nasty. I'm able to do what I need to do. Come on. So make that decision every morning. I can handle whatever life throws at me. Come on. Every day. That's number one. I can handle whatever life throws at me. Praise the Lord. Number two. Almost, almost done. Number two. This one is huge. So number one is what? Number two. I am difficult to offend. Yep. Number two. Say it. You can say it all together. Thank you, Amber. I am difficult to offend. I am difficult to offend. So Psalms 119, 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Another version says, Great peace belongs those who love your instruction, and nothing shall offend them. In other words, great peace to those who love your word. Because his instruction is his word. So those that love the word are difficult to offend. Come on. Those that love his word are difficult to offend. One of the things that, 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 that will indicate a mature believer is how difficult they are to offend. You know, if someone is very difficult, easily offended, you know, their maturity level is at a certain You know, it's not as if you see someone who's difficult to offend, they're, they're mature. That's a mature Christian. The more difficult you are to offend, the more mature you are in the Lord. Let me put it that way: the more difficult you are to offend, the more mature you are in the Lord. Now, some, you know, I'm telling you that, but uh, you know, especially things that are close to home, we have to guard. Somebody does something to somebody we love. Somebody says something to someone because that's when family to me is number one. Number one, family. You don't talk about my wife. You don't touch my children. Number, that's it. You don't touch my wife. You don't talk about my wife. You don't touch my children. You don't talk about my children. Okay, and and so that, that, that 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 that's one. But I don't need to get offended by someone saying every little thing. You know what I mean? So I have to be on guard and be watching not to get offended. Did they look at me? Did they say the right thing? Did they give me a handshake? Did they do this? So be on guard. You need to make a decision. I am difficult to offend. John Bevere. How many know who John Bevere is? John Bevere. He's got a book called The Bait of Satan. The Bait of Satan. He calls offense the bait of Satan. And this is what he has to say about it. I I really like what he has to say. He says... Uh, one of Satan's most deceptive and insidious kinds of bait is something every Christian has encountered, offense. Actually, offense itself is not deadly, but if we pick it up and consume it and feed on it in our hearts, then we have become offended. Uh, offended people produce much fruit, such as hurt, anger, outrage, jealousy, resentment, strife, bitterness, hatred, and envy. Some of the consequences of picking up an offense... Our insults, attacks, wounding, division, separation, broken relationships, betrayal, and backsliding. Huh. That's what he has to say about it. John Bevere, the bait of Satan. If we're going to live a powerful life, you must become an expert at forgiving those who offended us. If you're going to live a powerful life. Okay. I want to live a powerful life. Who else wants to live a powerful in Jesus, come on, powerful, uh, not competing in this world, but dominating in this world, dominating every thought that comes against the, what you know, dominating at every, every situation that, that, that is against the word, dominating. Any kind of sickness tries to attack our lives, we dominate. We're powerful in the Lord. Come on. If you're going to live powerful in the Lord, you have to be an expert at forgiving those who've offended you. Come on. Uh, anybody with me here? Right? Offense. It's the bait of Satan. And, and remember, remember what Brother Hagin said. He goes, if you're feeling mistreated, it's a good sign the enemy's working on you. If you're feeling mistreated, it's a good sign that the devil is working on you. So you're starting to feel, well, they don't care about me. They're, you know, they're not being nice. You know, they don't call me anymore. They're not inviting me anymore. That's the devil working on you. He's working on you. He's jiggling the the bait in front of you. He's jiggling a fence like a fisherman throws the bait into the water and jiggles it in the water waiting for the fish to come. Satan is sitting there with his fishing pole with his hook in the water and a fence on the hook waiting for a Christian to come and go whoop. And he snags and it causes bitterness, causes division. It causes envy. It causes hate. Come on. This is serious stuff serious it has to do with your mind number one you wake up and decide in your mind that i am not i can handle anything this world throws at me number two you wake up and you say you know what i am difficult to offend man those two that's the one two combo right that can handle anything this world has for me and i am difficult to offend man you walk in a power that man you've never experienced in your life come on Nothing can offend you. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Brother Hagan, We listen to stuff on Brother Hagin. Uh, interviews people have done that new Brother Hagan And how much love he had for people that we know have offended him. We know have tried to come against him. We know have done things that are just, man. And he just has just wonderful things to say about them. Blessing them. And not allowing that junk to get into his heart. And this ministry, this church, we're going to have to guard. Because we are... Faith, preaching, Bible, believing, prosperity, declaring. Come on. And people are going to yap, 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 yap. And we're going to have to say, bless them, Lord. Bless their darling hearts and their stupid heads, like Brother Hagin used to say. Right? And so you have to do the same thing. When you start walking in the blessing of the Lord to to a greater degree, when you start walking around like you know who you are in Christ, people are going to try to say things and try to offend you. And you have to say, no, 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 no. Come on. Stephen was getting stoned. Forgive him, Father. They don't know what they... what what they're doing my gosh powerful he didn't say these clowns these stupid idiots he didn't even allow that to get into his heart forgive them lord they don't know what they're doing that takes such maturity in the lord and listen you may not be where you want to be but thank god you ain't where you used to be come on hallelujah these are things we're striving for. You make a mistake, bless God. Father, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I repent. I made a mistake here. I made a mistake. And Lord, I, I, I ask for grace to be able to overcome this. And, and I believe that I, I'm, I'm going to get this. Come on. Hallelujah. We're not robots. People make mistakes. I get that. and so, But we're striving for this. We're striving for this. I'm difficult to offend. Hallelujah. Saying this every day will build a positive stronghold that will help you. And so, you know, I, I encourage you even to, if you struggle with this, read John Bevere's book. He's got teaching tapes. He's got a book. He's got a, a study guide uh, called "The Bait of Satan." So, if you if this is something where you need some reinforcement, uh, yeah, it's good for everybody. But you know, if you feel that, like, go get that book. Go get it and, and allow that to get on the inside of you. We will be doing a teaching in the future on that because this is crucial. Don't know when I'll, I'll be led, but but I believe that 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 it will help us out. The last thing I want to share with you, number one. I can handle anything the world throws at me. Number two, I'm difficult to offend. Number three, I will not live in fear. I will not live in fear. Come on. These three things right here will help you. I'm telling you, it'll help me. How many of you are dedicated every day? Come on, every day to, to speak this out loud. Come on, let me see your hands. Take a picture. We're gonna, uh, uh, every day, every day, this, this will help you and renewing your mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 said, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing, frowning fear, but he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm, somebody say a calm, and well-balanced mind, disciplined and self control. Come on. A sound mind. You've been given a sound mind. The mind of Christ. Sound mind. Sometimes you need to lay hands on your head. I'm quick, sharp, and alert. I'm quick, sharp, and alert. I have a sound mind. I understand quickly. I receive quickly. Come on. My mind is sharp. I'm not decaying. I'm increasing. Come on. My mind is getting better. I remember things. Come on. Things come to me. I have supernatural recall of information. You know, you just speak over your mind. Speak over your mind. Because fear... If you allow fear, thoughts of fear, to bombard your head and meditate on them, it will cripple you. It will literally cripple you. It will take you out. Because fear tolerated is faith contaminated. If you tolerate fear, you will contaminate your faith. And your faith is your currency in the kingdom of God. Come on, by faith, by faith, by faith. Hebrews 11, by faith, by faith. by Everything you do in the kingdom is by faith. Come on. So if you contaminate your faith with fear, you're in trouble. Those that come to God must believe that he is, meaning you must have faith. You must believe that he is, come on, and you believe that he's a reward of them who diligently seek him. Uh, believing is faith. Faith, I believe something I cannot see. Without faith, you're in trouble. So fear, you have to make a declaration every morning, I will not fear. I have not been given a spirit of fear, because fear is a spirit, and so it will try to attach itself to you. And it will try to control you and dominate you. And, you know, I like what Joy said here. She said, we often think fear is simply an emotion or a feeling, but it's all, but it also affects us physically. Listen to this. In Who Switched Off My Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf. You know Dr. Caroline Leaf? She's on Brother Copeland's show. Phen- phenomenal. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown had her down to speak. Just phenomenal. She said this in her book. She said, Um, That fear triggers more than 1,400 known physical and chemical responses and activates more than 30 different hormones and neurotransmitters. And that fear is at the root of all stress. When fear causes a stress reaction through our bodies, it actually marinates the body in toxic chemicals. This, of course, is terribly unhealthy and threatening to our physical well-being. When you allow fear into your body, it will literally marinate your body in toxic chemicals is what Dr. Caroline Leaf is saying. I don't know about you, but I want fear out of my life. I don't want to tolerate it. I don't want to allow it to stick around. I don't want to allow it to linger. Man, you heard what she just said. Dr. Caroline Leaf is no dummy. Come on. She knows what she's talking about. Christian doctor believes in the move of the Holy Ghost, believes in healing, believes in in all of that. But she's saying in the natural, your body takes a hit when you allow fear to dominate your thoughts. Your body will decay when you allow fear to dominate your thoughts. Romans 8.15, for the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more into bondage to fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship in this bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father. You've not been given a spirit of fear. Romans 8.31, when then shall we say to all of this, if God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? What is there to fear? God is on your side. Psalms 118.6, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The, the Lord is on my side. You have to remind yourself of that. The Lord is on my, he's on my side. The creator of heaven and earth is on my side. What can man do to me? I know we're like, yeah, but let this get into your spirit. The creator of heaven and earth is on my side. He's on your side. What can man do to you? That revelation, man, you walk around like, what, 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 what can, the Lord is on my side. I'm a son of the most high. I'm righteous. I'm in right standing with him. I please the father. I obey his commandments. I'm a sower and a giver. I love God. He loves me. What can man do to me? The grace of God is in my life. Hallelujah. The wave that was meant to crush me is going to lift me higher. Come on. That's how you that's how I talk. This is how you fight. This is how you fight. We don't fight with weapons, we fight with thoughts and words, and 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 you, you you have to get in your prayer closet, wherever that may be for you, a place secluded, and you gotta talk out loud. I walk back and forth. The Lord is for this church who can come against me. Come on. He will supply everything we need, he will bring the people, he you know, I roll that over under him. So you need to do the same thing. We all need to do the same thing as it as it pertains to fear. If you allow fear, to, to linger, it will contaminate your faith. Come on. Number one is what? What's number one? Come on. Number two? I am difficult to offend. Number three? Come on. I will not tolerate fear. Hallelujah. Praise God. We will not tolerate fear. Stand up on your feet. Glory be to God. Go ahead and stand up. I'm going to pray a blessing over you. Does that, does that help anybody today? Come on. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is helping us. I believe the Lord is showing us some things. I believe you guys are going higher. You guys are going to the next level. I believe good things are happening to you. I believe doors are opening in your life. Come on. Hallelujah. I believe your loved ones will come to know the Lord. Glory to God. Praise God. I believe promotion is in your life. Hallelujah. You are increasing more and more in the anointing. I pray a spirit of wisdom and revelation over your life. Hallelujah. Amos 9, 13 through 15 in the message says, Yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Allow this to be the decree over your life. Lift your hands up as a sign of surrender and receiving the word. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. So fast, your head's going to swim. One thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. Hallelujah. You won't be able to keep up, Lori. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Everywhere you look, Barb, blessings. Blessings. Come on. Everywhere you look, Mary. Everywhere you look, blessings. Hallelujah. Glory. Like wine pouring off the mountains in the hills. Glory. Libby said he'll make everything right. Hallelujah. Everything right. Praise God. Praise God. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. And I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. Hallelujah. Own land. Glory. Land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I have given them. God, your God says so. Hallelujah. Remember, things will happen so fast your head will swim. What does that mean? Head will swim. That means like, Whoa, what just happened? Man, one thing fast on the heels of another. You will not be able to keep up, says the Lord. Praise God. If you're in this place and you've never uh, 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 made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, I want to give you the opportunity to do so. What does that mean? The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. You may believe in Jesus, but it's not enough. You need to confess Him out of your mouth and receive Him as Lord over your life to be saved. God is sending no one to hell. He allows you to choose Him or not. You can choose to serve God or not. But don't leave this place unless you've made the decision to serve Him. Because if you were to die today and you're not a 100% sure that you'd be going to heaven, then I want you to pray this prayer. If you mean business with God, he means business with you. He loves you. He has a plan for your life. You may say, well, listen, I'm still living a bad life. I'm still drugging. I'm still hanging. I'm still doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. I need to clean up before I come to the Lord. No, you come to him as you are. He will help you. He will give you the grace and the help that you need, just like he did for me. He's no respecter of persons. What does that mean? He, that means what he's done for me, he will do for you. He will help you. It's the best life, the best life in the world. I've lived on both ends of it. I've lived for the world and I live for God. Man, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. Life and prosperity and health and sound mind and, and a good family and, 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 and a purpose and a mission in life. Or, or destruction, depression, anxiety, death. Uh, you know, just just ravaging through your fire. Just the devil. It, it, man, you work for him your whole life and, and the compensation is death death so i'm going to give you the opportunity to come and to receive the lord it's a simple prayer you can pray it after me if you've never done that and you've never accepted him into your life go ahead and lift your hand i'd love to pray with you i would love to pray with you to receive him i see your hand hallelujah praise the lord my friend my friend come on up here my friend come on up here Praise the Lord. See right there, my man. Right here, my man. Right here. And those, there are people watching. There are people going to watch us all around the world. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray a very simple prayer. To ask the Lord to come into your life. To help you. Whatever you need help with, he's going to help you with. Hallelujah. He's got a mighty purpose for you. He's got things in store for you beyond your wildest imagination. Man, he loves you. He knows everything you've done. You may think, well, I've done this and you don't even. He knows it all. And he's merciful. And he's gracious. And he forgives. (laughs) So repeat this after me, my friend. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I repent of all of my sin. I ask for your forgiveness. I choose you, Lord. I want, your plan for my life. I want your plan for my life. I want what you have for me. Have for me. Help me, Help me to, change to change anything I may need to change. Need to change. By, your grace, By your grace, I will, I will do everything, do everything you, have you have for me. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Saving me. I, love I love you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Holla. Give him a round of applause. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. My friend, if you would, uh, Debbie, Huvi uh, and Debbie, if you go with them just for a second. They have a book for you and something they want to do, uh, they want to talk to you. If you go with them. Praise God. Give the Lord a round of applause. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe there'll be hundreds more that come. Hundreds and thousands will come to hear the word of the Lord and to receive him. And, and, and to, to, to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Mary, if you would step forward. Lift up both hands. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I speak peace over your life. Peace. Peace. You will not be going around the same mountain year after year. You will go higher, 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 higher into new territory, into new rooms in the spirit. Come on, new rooms. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> a fresh, a fresh touch. Fresh touch in Jesus' name. A fresh touch. Hallelujah. A fresh touch of the anointing. A fresh touch of the anointing. <laughs> fresh, fresh touch. Fresh, fresh Times of refreshing. Ha-ha. <laughs> Times of refreshing. From the presence of the time of the, the word of the Lord, the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Bless you, Mary. Bless you. Hallelujah. Maria, if you don't mind coming up to the front, please. Sophie, you can come too, sweetheart. Absolutely. Let me pray for you first. I have something in my heart. And yeah, I would love to pray for you. Absolutely. Hey, hey. Is there, the other kids that are here, are, are they back to school? Are they going back to school, any of them? Or? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. I have something in my heart. I'm going to have the kids come up real quick and pray a blessing over them for the school year. Thank you, Father. Thank you. That's the same thing. You will not be going around the same mountain year after year. It'll be new. It'll be new, says the Lord. New. New. Thank you, Father. New. Times of refreshment. New. Thank you, Father, for the new. Thank you, Lord. And I just pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation over your life, Maria. As you study the word, as you hunger and thirst, you shall be filled. But you'll understand like you've never understood. You'll see Jesus like you've never seen him. Thank you, Father. you become so real to Maria. Yet this year, yet this year, new, new in the name of Jesus, a fresh touch. Jesus' name, a fresh touch, a fresh touch. A fresh touch of fire from heaven. Be made well. Be refreshed. Be whole. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bless you. Kids, come on up here real quick before we go. Come on up here. Come on up here. Hi, Sophie. You want to come right here, sweetheart? Ariel, come here. Alisa, you can come up too. Come on. Come on up. Come on up here, Jordan. You're going back to school. Whether you're going online or not, just come on up here. Alisa does preschool. Come on up here, sweetheart. Come on up here. It's okay. Stand next to her. Stand next to her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Stay right here. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands like this. Lift up your hands. Lift your hands like this, sweetheart. Thank you, sweetheart. Join me like this. I declare right now that as you, when you go to school, you'll have favor that surrounds you as with the shield, Jordan. Favor with teachers, favor with students, favor with coaches. You'll stand out. I thank you, Lord, that you'll use Jordan in, in, in the school to be a blessing to the people, to be a beacon of hope, a beacon of light. That people come to him to receive life. I declare your mind is quick, sharp, and alert to the things that you're going to be studying. You have supernatural recall of information. You'll understand. You won't go around the mountain trying to figure it out. It'll come to you by the spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, I declare favor that's around you is with the shield. In school, I declare right now, same thing, supernatural recall of information. You'll understand like you've never understood. You won't go around the mountain. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. I declare your mind Quick, sharp, and alert. I declare your mind. Quick, sharp, and alert. Favor, 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 ha! <laughs> favor with teachers. Favor with students. Even what you do online, you'll understand. You'll excel. You'll be further along than most by the Spirit of God. You'll be head and shoulders above the rest by the Spirit of God. ha <laughs> ha! just like Daniel excelled. You will excel. You will excel. You will excel. And you will fulfill the call of God on your life. In the name of Jesus, as you study, as you seek God, as you pray in the Holy Ghost, as you read, as as mommy teaches you, you'll understand quickly, sharp, alert by the Spirit of God. You will have favor that will surround you as with the shield and you will fulfill the call of God on your life. You will do what the Lord has for you. You will teach and preach this gospel all around the world. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, ha ha! You will excel. You will do well. You will prosper. You are precious. You are beautiful, and you will do everything the Lord has for you in Jesus' name. In the name, you play. Well. Ooh, lift up your hands! I declare the anointing. Sarah, come here. Sarah has the anointing for music. An instrument, she's going to lay hands on you. In the name of Jesus, I declare you are quick, sharp, and alert to the things that you're going to be studying. You will understand. Your mind works because you have the mind of Christ. You will not fall behind. You will excel. And you will go further than you've ever thought. I thank you, Father, for using her mightily. You, lo- he- God loves you, sweetheart. He loves you so much. He knows everything about you. He is proud of you. He's excited for everything that you're doing. He knows about everything. Amen. Well, give the Lord a hand, clap praise. The Lord is doing mighty things. Again, stand to your feet one last time. One last time. What a service. I know we went a little long, but it's worth it. We got to get out. I don't want to, I don't want to cheat you. So I'm going to proclaim a blessing. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands up one last time. I thank you, Father, that this week will be the best week they've ever had. I thank you, Father, for the uh, favor surrounding them as with the shield that they will go forth protected. No plague shall come near their dwelling. Coronavirus flu, whatever. You will not come near them. I thank you, Father, for prospering them and protecting them. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful Sunday and a great week. We love you. You're now dismissed. God bless.